It is a Feedback Thursday, a chance for you to share what's on your mind about our favorite team, the Los Angeles Kings. Your questions and comments will be read about Jonathan Quick, praise for Quentin Byfield and Blake Lazat, and questioning the Kings' toughness. All that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan. For 30 years. Some Kings news and notes to get you ready for a big game coming up tonight in Denver against the Colorado Avalanche, the defending Stanley Cup champs. Uh, it appears that Jonas Corposalo will, in fact, get the start in net tonight. I am happy to see that big opportunity for Corpy to show what he can do in a Kings uniform in a big game against a big time opponent. So excited about that. Also, Trevor Moore is back in the lineup off injured reserve. A bit of a pleasant surprise there. Thought that he would still be a few games away. Um, we'll see where he slots in. According to Mayor's Manor, the projected lineup has him uh, on the fourth line. No change, apparently, if the report is true about the top three lines. But Trevor Moore uh, apparently going to be on the fourth line with Rasmus Kupari and Carl Grundstrom. I would prefer to see Arthur Kavliev in there instead of Grundstrom, if for nothing else, to give us uh, more of a weapon on that second power play unit, uh, taking on a high-powered Colorado team. We'll see if that's the case or not. Uh, and if if it is the case, we'll see how that second power play unit uh, is able to perform without Kaliev in there. Uh, on the back end, no change to the top two pairings. But if the report from Mayor's Manor is accurate, Jordan Spence is going to draw into the lineup on the right side. However, Alex Edler is out, and apparently Sean Walker will be on the third pairing on the left side. So Walker and Spence together on that third pairing. Uh, if that is the case, again, excited to see Corpusala getting the start. Excited to see... Trevor Moore back in the lineup and excited to see possibly Jordan Spence on the back end. So in addition to this just being a big game against the defending champs, uh, just excited for those lineup changes as well. So we'll have a big recap of this game and hopefully a big win coming up on tomorrow's Locked on LA Kings. And I'm already excited about it. Uh, so let's get to this special show. We have these once a week. Um, but it is your chance as an LA Kings fan to let me know what's on your mind about whatever topics you want. And not surprisingly, uh, still some reaction to Jonathan Quick being traded away and him joining the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'll start with that. And our first one comes from my cousin, Jesse, uh, in Visalia. I don't think he's actually my cousin, but he's got the same last name and he's from the Central Valley where I'm originally from. Anyway, uh, he says, what a shocking turn of events. I don't think anybody saw this coming, talking about the quick trade, but I understand the move from the business side and the trade does address two glaring issues. From the fan side, it just sucks. My heart lies with the team and not with any particular player, so I'm okay with this trade, but I feel the team got better. Corpus Allo has some good numbers on a bad team, so I'm excited to see what that kid can do for us. Go Kings, go. Uh, yeah, Jesse, uh, obviously echoing my comments as well. Sad to see Jonathan Quick go, but in the end, 
I'm a Kings fan first and any player second, even players that I really, really like and uh, have an appreciation for. So it was tough to see, but it, it was a move that made sense for the Kings and makes them better, which is what we really want as Kings fans. And uh, we sort of wish Jonathan Quick the best, even though he's playing for that uh, that team we don't like. As far as Jonas Corposalo, yeah, excited to see what he can do, especially tonight. Uh, like I said, big game, um, big opportunity for him. You know, when you're a, a player, I think, at the NHL level, you want to play in meaningful games. And he wasn't doing that in Columbus. Now he gets a chance to do that starting tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. So excited about Jonas Corposalo to see what he can do. Uh, our next email comes from David in Las Vegas, and he wanted to talk about Corpusalo and uh, Jonathan Quick as well. He says, I watched the LA game against St. Louis, and I wasn't worried about our goaltending for the first time with Copley not starting. Uh, it is a nice change over Quick's recent games. Every time Copley didn't start, I felt that we were going to lose that game. Now I feel like we have a shot to win more games post-trade. I was compelled to watch the first Quick game for VKG, and the first 40 minutes, Quick looked great, and I'm sure all the talking heads were saying what a mistake Blake made to move him. Then the third period played out, and JQ reverted back to this year's version. I felt the same butterflies as when he was in net for LA, and I don't miss them. Uh, Vegas need, Vegas fans need to think about or need to thank the crossbar since it prevented JQ from blowing a multi-goal lead again. I wish JQ all the best, and I tell the Knights fans, of course, he's in Las Vegas. That their offense needs to score at least five goals whenever Quick starts for them, which I hope is, doesn't happen. I fully support Blake's decision, and LA fans need to realize that the Kings are better for it. It's been reported uh, from many sources that Quick wasn't going to retire at the end of the year, and so his last game wasn't going to come with LA uh, after a playoff run. JQ's latest W is more proof that he feels he is still good enough for another contract somewhere else next year. Go Kings go. Uh, yeah, that's true. Jonathan Quick did say at the beginning of this season that his plan was to play after this season. And I get it. You know, um, when you think about it, these guys, their whole lives are about hockey, you know, from the time they're little kids. And even though Jonathan Quick is certainly approaching the end of his career, he's still a young man. And I think it's easy for us to look back and say, oh, that guy's not doesn't have it anymore. He should hang it up. But for some guys, uh, I totally get the the feeling that, you know, this is all I've ever done. I want to squeeze as much toothpaste out of the tube as I possibly can. And, you know, there's going to be a point when I can't do it anymore. But if I feel that I've got anything left in the tank, I'm still going to play. And, and that appears to be where Jonathan Quick is at in his career right now. Another uh, email from Nevada. This comes from Chris. He's in Carson City. And he says, seems like the team is really taking shape. The team has been flying around on the ice on offense and playing really good defense. Uh, the game against Washington, nothing came easy for the Capitals. It looks like the second line with Fiala and Deneau and Arvidsson is so close to exploding on offense. They're so close to getting multiple goals at a time. Not sure what happens when Moore gets healthy. I think adding Gabrikov on defense has been a huge addition. We now have three steady players that are defensive-minded and three defensive players that are more offensive-minded, which brings balance. Also been impressed with Gavrikov's skills on offense, too. He has a good hockey sense of when to stay back and when to jump in. Great addition. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see which goalie steps up and takes the starting job. I think the Kings feel like iron is going to sharpen iron, and both players will rise to the occasion, which will not only which which will only make the team better. The West is definitely wide open. No reason that the Kings can't win the division and make a run. This team is deep on every line, so much so that there's going to be a good player as a healthy scratch every night. Looking forward to these last few weeks. Go Kings go. And again, that was Chris in 
Carson City. Yeah, I, I like the addition of Gabrikov as well, and I agree he's a little bit more offensive-minded than I thought he would. I do like his his uh, hockey sense um, and some of the things he does offensively. It's not, you know, he's not going to confuse anybody for Kale McCarr uh, or some of the other, you know, really high-end offensive or offensive defensemen in the league, but uh, not bad. More than I expected, so there's that. Third straight email from the state of Nevada. Take that, Golden Knights. Uh, this is from Mike, and he's also in Carson City. And he says, maybe I'm in the minority, but I think Mr. Byfield is playing solid hockey. Let's remember that he's just still 20 years old and missed significant development time last year due to injuries and COVID, plus his illness earlier this year. Kind of reminds me of Gabe Velarde from a couple of years ago. You can see flashes of his talent, and it's just a matter of time before he's even better than Velarde is now. Well, let's hope. Uh, let's also remember that in juniors, he was so much bigger than everyone else that he solely relied on his athleticism to get by. Now he's starting to use his size to box out on the boards, play a little bit more physical and does an amazing job shielding the puck from defenders. You can see him playing with much more confidence, trying to make plays that he wouldn't have attempted last year or earlier this year. He may not be scoring goals, but he has unlocked Kopi and Kempe far more than Fiala earlier in the year and much more so than I last year. For the first time in a long while, we actually have a true number one line. Some stats to back up Byfield's play since joining the first line for a game assist streak, fourth on the team in board puck retrievals per 60 minutes, third in primary assists per 60. Kopi and Kempe are tied for ninth in the league in goals. Uh, this line is third, or that line, the number one line, is third in the league in plus minus. Kempe and Kopi each have four goal games. And for those who want to compare him to Stutzler or Lafreniere, uh, Stutzler played in the men's pro Euro league, had no setbacks during his development and is eight months older. Lafreniere had no injury setbacks during his development and is almost a year older. Barring injuries, Byfield will be better than both of them within two seasons. Mark my words. Go Kings go. Again, that was from Mike in Carson City, Nevada. And Mike, we will mark your words that uh, Quentin Byfield will be better than Tim Stutzler and Alexi Lafreniere in two seasons. Uh, I hope you're right. Uh, we've got more emails to read, but first I need to remind you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. We are now past the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 that's a bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sports app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to three-pointers made plus FanDuel. Even lets you combine your bet for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Uh, a couple more emails before we get into the YouTube comments. This comes from Isaac. He is in Rolling Roland Heights. And he says, Blake Lazat has been killing it. He's one of the top players in the league for penalties drawn against him. He's very fast and will never give up on the puck. He's small, but he's still not afraid to take or receive a hit. Part of his game is getting on the forecheck and stripping pucks away, which is leading to more goals for the Kings. Just had to give a great job to him because I feel he doesn't get talked about as much as he should. Uh, Isaac, thank you for that. Um, Blake Lazat is a guy, uh, he's a total overachiever. Um, it's so, I mean, he, look, he's undersized and there are going to be times he's going to lose out on battles, but it's not from a lack of heart, desire, and effort. 
he's one of those guys that you, you probably think when you look at him, you know, you're a coach, you're thinking, well, that guy, and we'll, uh, he's not going to play. But then you get him on the ice and you see what he does and how he's flying everywhere. He's a spark plug. Um, and, you know, some of the deficiencies in his game as far as not having size and things like that, he makes up for in hustle and desire and effort. And it's just, I don't know, he's impossible not to root for. He's a little bulldog. And, uh, yeah, he's, a, he's an important part of the Kings' uh, offense, that's for sure. Um, if you ever need a spark, if you ever need to send a guy over the boards to try and change momentum, uh, Blake Lazat and his, his line is usually the line that's going to get the call on that one and for good reason. Uh, our final email comes from Gavin. He's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he says, uh, me and my friends are planning a visit to California next season and looking to see some Kings games as a lifelong fan. Do you have any suggestions on restaurants and or attractions to visit before and after games? Keep up the good work and love the show. Uh, well, Gavin, I don't know if you've ever been to LA before. I, it kind of sounds like, uh, possibly not. And you're talking about next season. So you have plenty of time to plan something. I would say, and I don't know, well, Fort Wayne, Indiana, you're from Fort Wayne. Uh, so there's things you're going to be able to do in LA that you can't do in Fort Wayne. The beach is kind of obvious and things like that, but I would suggest doing something very unique to Los Angeles. And that would be maybe try and go to the taping of a show like Jimmy Kimmel show or, you know, there are sitcoms obviously out here that have studio audiences and that's going to take some time to kind of plan ahead and, and you know, find the, the ways that you do that. And I'll be honest, I've never done that. I have lived here for over 20 years. It's something I should do. It's one of those things like I remember at one point I hadn't gone to Disneyland in decades because it's like, well, it's there. I can go whenever I want. And then you end up not going because you think, well, I can go whenever I want, but you don't go. Uh, so I would suggest doing something unique like that. Um, as far as restaurants, um, there is the yard house that is right there next to LA live, which is a place I always like to go. Um, and it's real convenient because it's so close. They're building another restaurant right there as well. And I'm drawing a blank on it, which should be open. I'm, I'm guessing by next year, but it's a place I want to check out as well. I'm sure you guys know it's right next to the yard house and I'm just totally blanking on it. Uh, I want to say it's got something dog in the title of it. Anyway, uh, Gavin, Hopefully that helps you out. And uh, honestly, if you give me any kind of notice on the game or games you and your friends are coming to and uh, you want to meet up, I, I even meet up at the yard house for some food. I'm absolutely I'm absolutely down for that, that kind of thing. I like meeting uh, Kings fans and talking uh, Kings hockey. Uh, we're going to check in now on some YouTube comments on our first one comes from Dave Young. And he says, I don't always look for fights after a big hit, but someone should have went after TJ Oshie or one of the capitals after that big hit uh, or, or put a big hit of their own after that hit on Jersey. I don't recall anything after that hit uh, happening. I know two points are important, but players have to stand up for each other. I know when Jersey is around one of his teammates and they get roughed up, he always sticks his nose in there and I love it. I believe the Kings are getting more talented, but way too soft as a result. I am very disappointed in the Kings not standing up for each other right now. And I hope that changes because you've got to have team toughness. F them two points. Uh, take a number, boys, and tee it up. It has to be done. Just my opinion. Go Kings, go. So Dave questioning whether somebody should have retaliated for what happened to Sean Dursey, either after the Nino Niederreiter hit or the TJ Oshie hit. You know, Dave, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Um, I, I have a bit of a conflict when it comes to what a trend we're seeing in the NHL, which is guys having to drop the gloves after putting on hard hits. And I thought the TJ Oshie hit was clean. I can understand the debate on it. Um, 
I think his intent was to just deliver a hard hit. He did get a bit of the head area with Jersey, but like I said, when you look at the things that the NHL looks for that draws suspensions from things like that, principal point of contact wasn't the head. He didn't stick out an elbow or a shoulder. I didn't leave his feet. So look, we all love good hard hits in hockey. At least I do. And I know we're moving kind of away from more of the physical element in the NHL these days, which it has its pluses and minuses with me. I mean, I always want to see more skill and more speed in the game, but the physical element is something I like as well. So I hear what you're saying. Like I said, I thought that was a clean hit. The Niederreiter one, I will completely agree with you on that one. I thought that was a dirty hit. Um, I thought he definitely delivered a forearm into Jersey's head. That one should have drawn a response. I think the Kings on the whole have been pretty good about that, pretty good about responding to questionable hits. But those those were one that was, I think, a little bit over the line and then one that I thought was kind of questionable. But I don't think the Kings lack toughness per se, honestly. But um, I I hear what you're saying. Um, I guess you always want to err on the side of protecting, protecting your teammate. I guess that would be my response. So with that explanation, I totally get what you're saying about the, the hit by Oshi on, on Jersey, the Niederreiter one though, for me, that definitely did require a response, a response in my opinion. Uh, this from Scott Casey, and he wanted to talk about the deadline moves made by the Pacific division teams. He says, Eddie, my guess is that the Kraken did nothing because they are just happy to be in the playoff mix. Uh, the Kings made some upgrades that might help a bit, but not enough to stand out. Hmm. Uh, he says, you must respect what Vegas is doing. They're trying some big return moves that could impact their chances to win the West. They were smart enough to know that the quick trade would get at least uh, in the Kings' head. Uh, Edmund seems content rolling with their same game plan as always and hope their superstars to play lights out and win the West on their own. That won't work. I think that Vegas is a team that appears to be scary going down the stretch. I looked at the Kings' schedule, and it gets pretty brutal mid-March. Vegas just dumped Carolina and New Jersey. I think as Kings fans, we should probably start rooting for second place. Uh, That would give us a home much advantage, and at least for one round, if the Kings meet Vegas in the playoffs, give me your best guess on the number of games Vegas would have the balls to actually start quick. Uh, He says, if you're a diehard Kings fan, pick up tickets for the April 6th game between Vegas and LA here in Vegas. So I guess he's in Vegas. Uh, you know, quick, we'll start in that one. And if you think about it, you would be part of West Coast hockey history. Thanks. And go Kings go again. That was from Scott. And Scott sounds like he will be in attendance there uh, for when the Kings play in Vegas against uh, probably Jonathan Quick, you would think. Um, but I mentioned on yesterday's show, Jonathan Quick right now is the number one goalie in Vegas because of injuries. Uh, once they get healthy, he won't be the number one goalie. So to answer your question, How many games, if the Kings and the Golden Knights met in the playoffs, how many games would Vegas start quick against the Kings? Well, if the, if Vegas is healthy and net, the answer is zero. Uh, But if not, then, I mean, obviously uh, health will dictate what they do in net right now. Their number one is Jonathan quick. I saw they just called up another goal that I had never heard of to be his backup. So again, got to give credit to Vegas, despite all these issues in net, they are still winning and having success. So we'll see in the end, if that helps the Kings to catch them and maybe win a rare division title, but uh, we'll see. Uh, This from Robert Wu, and he talked about Jordan Spence not seeing much ice time this season, which I talked about the other day. And he says, GM Rob Blake and head coach Todd McClellan seem to take things slowly with young prospects, such as Clark and Spence, partly to ease them into the NHL and perhaps to delay their entry-level contracts to keep them mostly at lower levels so 
that other players don't have to go down to the AHL and have to clear waivers, i.e. money uh, conservation. I agree with you that Spence is good or better than Walker against the Abs. I would prefer Corpusalo in net. Well, me too, and apparently that is going to be the case. And it looks like, it looks like if the reports are true, Jordan Spence will be in the lineup as well. So Robert and I, and probably some other Kings fans, pretty happy about that. Although there's also a group of Kings fans who won't be happy that Sean Walker is in the lineup uh, as well. Uh, we've got a few more YouTube comments to read to you, but I need to let you know today's episode on Locked on LA Kings. Um, actually, it's not a sponsor read. It's a promotion read, so shame on me. Uh, so thank you for watching Locked on LA Kings, but I want to invite you to uh, join another podcast on the Locked on Network, uh, and that's NHL Game to Game, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysts that only Locked on can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, a couple more quick uh, YouTube comments. This one comes from Dr. Verbalishrif. It's it looks like uh, a cat ran over the keyboard. Dr. V B L S C H R F. Sorry, if there's I might be missing something there. He says, um, "Loving that Gav's Selly is a Selly, a cell phone Selly that says he's got your number." Uh, what we've seen of his personality is fun. Looking forward to seeing more of him, and hopefully he sticks around for a while. And then Dave Young chipped in by saying Gabby was talking to his agent when he did the uh, the phone celebration, and he scores more goals like that. Uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be calling his agent and saying, "Hey, guess what? The uh, the price to sign me for next season it's going up." So uh, I don't. I still haven't heard what the uh, what the uh, backstory is behind uh, Vladislav Gavrikov's goal celebration. But like I said, I hope we see a lot more of that going forward and one final comment uh that i did want to read this is from art tashian and he says i like your show a lot i watch it every day however i feel you need to shorten the time allocated to as advertisements uh well art if you're talking about the ad reads that i do um i just read what they tell me to read so i can't really shorten those up uh, if you're talking about the youtube commercials that are on the uh, the youtube episodes which you're commenting on youtube so that could be it um I, the only thing I have control over when it comes to the YouTube episodes and the ads that they play is where they play in the show. I actually do go into the episodes and I place what's called an ad marker at a certain point in time so that it kind of, it doesn't, those ads don't just jump in, you know, when I'm mid sentence on something. So I do control that. But other than that, I don't control how many ads they play or whatever, but there is that, there's that skip button. You can always hit that to uh, move along. Hey, thank you guys. Uh, thank you all who took the time to email or comment, whether I was able to get to your comment or your email or not. I read all the comments and really appreciate all the feedback. And it actually helps out if you're, if you're watching on YouTube, commenting, even if it's just uh, a brief comment, it actually does help the show to get recognized. So uh, again, thank you to everybody who commented on the uh, YouTube episodes, or if you sent an email, really, really appreciate it. And of course, next week we'll have another feedback show. So if you there was something that uh, you want to touch on. We have these feedback shows every week here on Locked on LA Kings. Coming up tomorrow, a full recap of the Kings' big game tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, about how Jonas Corposalo looked in his biggest game to date as an LA Kings netminder. Talk about how Trevor Moore looked, getting him back in the lineup. And hopefully, if it's true that Jordan Spence is going to play, certainly we'll focus on him to see how he looked as well. And hopefully, 
be talking out about a big win for the Los Angeles Kings coming up on our Friday show. Uh, if you want to give some feedback uh, about anything we've talked about at any time, the email address is lockedoneddy at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddy at gmail.com. And as I mentioned earlier, you can always leave your comments or questions if you're watching on YouTube in the comment section below. We are on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. would love for you to, if you're on Twitter, to give me a follow over there and on Instagram at LockedOnLAKings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. And go Kings go.